Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. She's a pop diva who pushes boundaries. Christina Aguilera started out as a mouseketeer. She was packaged as the perfect pop princess. But Christina rebelled against her handlers and got herself dirty. Then she had to confront traumatic memories from her troubled childhood. She had an abusive father who cast a long, dark shadow over her life. But when Christina dealt with the pain and stripped herself bare, her life took a beautiful turn. Now, the story of the little girl with the big voice who fought her way to happiness. Christina Aguilera, the story behind the music. She's come a long way from the Mickey Mouse Club. And it's pretty clear that marriage and motherhood haven't tamed Christina Aguilera one bit. I love exuding sexuality and being proud of it as a woman. I find the female body beautiful and sexier than the male's body, to be honest. I mean, you know, come on, let's be honest. I knew what to do with the girl. I don't know what to do with the guy. <laughs> she has grown up before our very eyes. I'm Christina Aguilera and 6.30 and time to wake up with Larry Richard. Now, Christina has evolved into a woman who is firmly in control of her own creative destiny. That's what I mean. It's supposed to be shiny. Don't be the unlucky one that steps in the way. She is who she is, and she's unapologetic about it. Not trying to be anybody except Christina. Being young and female growing up in this business, it's very hard. You have to project bigger and uh, really get your points across, or else you're just going to get bulldozed right over. And then you're called a bitch for speaking your mind and making your opinion known. I'm going to stick up for all women and, you know, give them a voice and saying it didn't matter what you say about me because I'm going to rise above it and I'm still going to do what I want to do. Christina Aguilera has been a fighter from the very beginning. She was born on December 18, 1980 in Staten Island, New York, where her father was stationed with the U.S. Army. Christina says her father was an angry and abusive man who terrorized her and her mother. It was a lot of chaos growing up. There was a lot of mental, emotional, verbal, physical abuse. There was a lot of fights, a lot of yelling and screaming, and it was really hard for me to see. I'd been choked. I'd been, you know, with a, you know, army um, shirt and everything. And I had a can of mace under my pillow, you know, and Christina's petrified of him. When Christina was five, the Aguilaras relocated to a military base in Tokyo, Japan. And one evening, after years of witnessing her mother's abuse, tiny Christina decided enough was enough. 
I decided to step in between and say, don't hurt my mommy. And uh, he then, you know, uh, threw me across the room because I had stood up for my mom. Her father has denied that he ever abused Christina, but she says it only worsened as she got older and it would haunt her for the rest of her life. My mother, I remember being in such a helpless situation and I remember just seeing her being overpowered constantly by my father and it really didn't sit well with me. You know, I think a lot of Christina's strength comes from not wanting to be powerless like I was. In 1986, the family moved to New Jersey's Fort Dix, several hours from Shelley's parents' home in suburban Pittsburgh. And after years of abuse, she was determined to get Christina and her baby sister, Rachel, to safety. He was getting more physical with me the older I got, and my mom said, enough is enough. And I said I needed the car for a dental appointment. I packed that car. I went to the commissary and got some formula with Christina tugging at me, and then we drove home and never looked back. Upon their arrival in Pennsylvania, Shelley filed for divorce, and Christina turned to music as an escape from her dysfunctional family life. This was my sanctuary away from all the chaos at home and uh, everything feeling unsafe and unstable and not feeling good. That was my form of release. From a very young age, Christina was drawn to the emotional vocals of Billie Holiday and Etta James, singing along to the classic blues tracks her grandmother played. I really felt a connection with the pain and the honesty in those records and the way that those artists would sing. Because she used the music as her own way of surviving, the pain that was going on during that time kind of fine-tuned her to be able to use it in a way that others couldn't. On March 15, 1990, nine-year-old Christina made her national TV debut on Star Search. Although she didn't win the competition, she says her moment in the spotlight fueled her desire to become a professional singer. All I know is that I love the feeling of singing and performing on stage. The release it was giving me was incredible. That's why I gravitated so much towards performing and throwing myself into music the way I did. But with added attention came a personal backlash. At school, Christina had to confront the jealousy and envy of her classmates. Her talent made her an outcast, and their cruel teasing became another form of abuse. There was a lot of resentment, and I think um, there was a bit of jealousy involved. They would actually go uh, during shows, talent shows, and we have to watch your equipment, the school's equipment. Because when it's our turn, they would have somebody like un look the other way and then boop, unplug her. There were threats that were made on me and my mom that, you know, they would thrash my tires if I would win a certain competition. By sixth grade, she was having nightmares. Therapy was involved. I mean, it was crazy, you know. Uh, that's how intense, you know, this, where a family has to go to therapy over this. I just remember. I gotta get out of here. I gotta, I gotta go um, make my dream happen. Christina longed to leave school to escape the teasing. And in 1992, the perfect opportunity arose. There was an open call for the Mickey Mouse Club and it was in the city of Pittsburgh. We drove out there and uh, went through a very long day of casting. But I kept making all the cuts and all the cuts and all the cuts and uh, um, made it through, and then the next step was just waiting for a call back. A week later, Christina got the call. 
letting her know that she would be a Mouseketeer. And in the spring of 1993, the 12-year-old landed on the set of the Mickey Mouse Club in Orlando, Florida. These were kids that shared those same dreams of mine, and I just immediately felt at home. I remember the first time I ever met Christina. You know, she was smaller than the rest of us. Um, and then she opened her mouth and sounded bigger than all of us put together. For two seasons, Christina worked alongside future stars Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling, Harry Russell, and Britney Spears. They got close really quick, you know. She and Britney were inseparable. I think we all just wanted to be excellent, you know, at what we were doing. And we all loved it. Loved it. it was the first time that I really felt, okay, I found my people, I found my place. And it felt so good to have that support. But just as 13-year-old Christina was hitting her stride, Disney canceled the show. I remember we all got letters that told us it was over. We were only on for two seasons, but it felt like more, longer than that, um, considering how close we all got. Oh my gosh, that was heartbreaking. I'm like, wait a minute, I just found a whole group of kids that were like me. You know, and my, yeah, oh, I have a picture of Christina and Brittany hugging each other and crying. And it was sad. Everybody was so just in tears. In 1994, 13-year-old Christina Aguilera had already found herself at a career crossroads. After two seasons on the Mickey Mouse Club, the show was canceled, and she was sent packing back to Pennsylvania. There was definite disappointment, but I think we were also excited to see what was next. Christina's management got her a meeting with Ron Fair, an RCA executive who was producing the soundtrack for the Disney film Mulan. They wanted an unknown, sort of a singer that could reach the high E above middle C in a power-belting tone. And she came in and shook my hand, and I asked her to sing. She said, well, what do you mean? I said, I want you to sing right now. And I, <laughs> I was completely put on the spot, but always up for the challenge, so I sang my heart out. She sang that song, and it just went into the pit of my soul and went, and electrified me. And I realized I am in the presence of one of the truly greatest artists in recording history. Christina landed the song, and in December of 1997, she was offered a record deal with RCA. It was a huge deal. I knew that this was the beginning of a lot more to come. Her dream was coming true, and to hear the, the, the happiness, the joy in her, in, your, in her voice, it was amazing. Full of great expectations, Christina entered the studio to begin work on her debut album. But she soon learned from Ron Fair that young artists are not allowed to control their careers. He, <laughs> he really put the brakes on me singing to my full potential with that first record, which was insanely frustrating for me. In 1999, the culture of popular music was shifting toward a vibrant sheen of teen pop, where vocal ability was just one part of the star-making machine. Christina's old friends, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake, had already secured deals of their own. And as far as her label was concerned, Christina Aguilera was going to be the next pop princess. 18-year-old Christina reluctantly played along. I found Genie in a Bottle to be very vocally stifling. It was very driven by the label, what I was going to wear, the makeup, everything was under the thumb and control of the label and what they wanted to be the perfect package of what was happening in pop. In the end, Genie in a Bottle did turn out to be the perfect pop confection. The song shot to number one on the charts, 
launching Christina Aguilera's career. Her second single, What a Girl Wants, hit number one in January of 2000, and her debut album went on to sell a staggering 17 million copies worldwide. The flip side of feeling a little suffocated creatively was all necessary in the grand scheme of things. Was I thrilled to be out there for the first time and living my dream and being on stage and hearing thousands of fans and them singing along to the lyrics of your songs? Yes, I was in heaven. It was a huge whirlwind for me that I was just kind of thrown into, touring the world. It was just amazing to feel that energy and be on that stage and, and live it, really live everything that I'd only dreamt about. At the 2000 Grammys, Christina won Best New Artist, beating out her old friend, Britney Spears. It was all happening, and uh, it was happening so fast that, um, that it got a little out of control. With newfound fame came a tabloid feeding frenzy. First, the gossip rags pitted Christina against Britney. And then all of a sudden, Britney and Christina hate each other. It's like, whoa, where did this come from, you know? I get you have to sell a paper and make things juicy and more worth the gossip, but there really, really wasn't that deep. Then Christina had to deal with rude remarks Fred Durst made about her after the 2000 VMAs. I did it all for the nookie, man, and that's why I did that with Christina. Whatever you wish, you got some nookie coming. And there was a public feud with Eminem, who spit insults at her in the real Slim Shady. I had to laugh at a lot of it. Some of it, you know, was so untrue that well, actually, the more untrue it was, the more I had a good laugh. You know, you gotta roll through it, and I mean, it only made me stronger. Coming up next, Christina takes control of her career. And then she sinks into depression as she confronts painful memories from her childhood. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. 
So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. By the year 2000, Christina Aguilera had gone from unknown to superstar, practically overnight, riding the new wave of teen pop. It happens very fast, and before you know it, you feel almost swallowed up by it. But the relentless promotional cycle had left the 19-year-old in a state of exhaustion. I had no time to think, barely eat. It was just a schedule that was not good for me at the time because it was too much and it was too much too soon. I was just not being taken care of. I was being overworked. After a bitter legal dispute, Christina fired her management and hired industry veteran Irving Azoff. He allowed me to finally take control of my career and have it come from me instead of somebody else. Eager to shift away from her teeny bop image, Christina teamed with producer Missy Elliott for a remake of the Patti LaBelle classic, Lady Marmalade. Singing alongside emerging pop divas Lil' Kim, Pink, and Maya, the hypersexualized video was a stepping stone toward the new Christina. Pink was astounding. They were all great, but Christina just owned it. I felt there was a transition when people saw Lady Marmalade. It was like everything over the top, big hair, big makeup, boobs. <laughs> that was my first step in the direction of kind of being more myself and letting loose and letting things be big and crazy and fun. Lady Marmalade earned Christina another Grammy, and the success of the track emboldened her to push the envelope even further when it came to recording her second studio album, Stripped. I really wanted to make an honest record, vulnerable, powerful. I wanted it to say everything that I'd been feeling since I was six years old. For her debut, Christina had played along with her record label's standard pop formula. But this time around, the 21-year-old wanted to do it her way. I wanted to make a statement, and a bold one. And what better way to do it than to wear assless chaps when you're 21 years old? <laughs> In September of 2002, the public received their first taste of the new Christina in the outrageously controversial video for Dirty. That song was the definition of freeing your inhibitions. It was incredibly suggestive, incredibly sexy. It was her doing everything possible to distance herself from this pop bubblegum image. I think it says a lot about her character and a lot about her courage that she had the balls to say, I'm going to be who I am. It was like throwing caution to the wind and going, you know, it. I'm going to be who I am and I'm still going to be in charge. And I was. Christina's fans embraced her bold new direction. When Strip was released in October of 2002, it hit number two on the charts, selling more than 300,000 copies in the first week. Dirty had exposed one side of the new Christina, but she would also reveal a raw emotional side as she confronted memories from her childhood she had been repressing for years. At that point, I was allowing myself to sort of gather all my thoughts for the stripped record, and it was a lot. It was overwhelming in a, in a big way. 
it all was bottled up inside me and it all just was like a bottle top coming off. Just, it was a release time for me. And with that release came a lot of emotions of pain and anxiety and sadness from my childhood. Reeling from the memories of abuse, Christina found herself sinking into a deep depression. I was in a very dark place for the recording of Stripped. I was doing a lot of things that necessarily weren't good for myself. I do battle with depression. It's something that is always there for me, right below the surface. And it's almost seductive to go to a place of sadness and darkness. That darkness was something producer and songwriter Linda Perry noticed immediately when she met Christina one night in a crowded Hollywood club. And I said, so I heard you were working on an album. And she's all, yeah. And I said, I would really use that, that, that darkness that you have, your, your dark side. And she just looked at me and I just, I walked away. Linda, when I met her, uh, it was just pure honesty. I saw something kind of brewing in her, like a depression and unhappiness. And I think that intrigued her that I said that. And about a week or two weeks later, she uh, called me up and asked if she could meet with me. In the studio, Linda Perry began to break down the pop princess, pushing her to confront her emotions. And Christina went there by writing and recording a song about her damaged relationship with her father called I'm Okay. Christina wanted to write the song just to release her feelings about her father and, and what she was going through. It can be overload to feel all of your pain from the time you were six on and having all those lyrics and emotions and thoughts and feelings come to life on paper. She was sitting in the the vocal room and she just started crying. That came with a lot of pain, but I was feeling all of it when I recorded this record. Linda Perry was helping Christina reach way down inside of herself to find a new voice built on raw emotion. And one day in the studio, Linda played a song she had been working on, which immediately struck Christina to the core. I was having a really sad day, so I walked in and she just sat down at the piano. She's like, what do you think of this? She started playing Beautiful and singing it, and I just froze. Beautiful was just a song I wrote about myself. And I felt really ugly. I felt like I wasn't happy. I was very insecure. I'm a very insecure person. As soon as I heard that song, I immediately connected with it, brought tears to my eyes, and knew I had to have this song. And, um, and I did. Beautiful became the second single off Stripped and a landmark moment in Christina Aguilera's career. An anthem for the abused, powerless, and disenfranchised, it rose to number two on the pop charts and resonated with a massive audience. To hear her say, I am beautiful, but it comes from a dark place, you realize how deep she really is. Like, here's this girl that really isn't perfect, and she's insecure as well. I really wanted in a big way for Beautiful to be a comfort to other people in that place of sadness or pain that they have been through in their lives. You know, I'm not the only person that's been through growing up in a place of chaos or sadness or yelling and fighting and seeing horrific things at a young age. And I wanted to be that voice for those people out there and, and, and fans of mine. With the release of her sophomore album, Stripped, 
Christina Aguilera fought to move her career into a new place. She really took her career into her hands. So I think the record for her was a big growing period. She went from a girl to a woman. To the outside world, Christina was the embodiment of female power and confidence. But privately, she had been struggling through a dark period of depression that only started to lift when a positive new influence came into her life. My Jordan, he uh, came to me at a time in my life where everything seemed a bit blurry. We became best friends really, really fast. Then it just kind of started to grow from there. In 2002, Christina began dating music executive Jordan Bratman, and she credits him with pulling her out of one of the darkest times in her life. He just kept being there as that one that just would reach in and pull me out of the dark hole that I was kind of sitting and living in. I really fell in love, first and foremost, I think, with her honesty. She was always, you know, she's always just such, just such an honest person and, and, and loving and caring. And I think that that's the part of her that people might not get the chance to see that I did. He was the person for the first time that didn't feed into the drama and the sadness and made me see the flip side in a very honest and real way. He blew me away and I felt so special and so loved like I'd never been before. By 2003, Stripped had become a global phenomenon. Christina launched a massively successful tour with former Mouseketeer Justin Timberlake. We just had a lot of fun together, and I think because we've known each other since we were prepubescent, I think that we identified with, wow, like, look at how far we've come in a, in a decade. Then Christina stunned the world when she reunited with her old friend Britney Spears at the VMAs and shared a kiss with Madonna. For the first time in years, Christina was enjoying her success. I was happy. I was actually happy. And feeling optimistic about her future, with her boyfriend at her side. We were closer than ever and in love. We were in love. So I was in love. And, uh, you know, with that comes talk of marriage. On Valentine's Day 2005, Jordan proposed to Christina during a romantic getaway in Big Sur, California. I had a real private candlelit dinner set up, and while we were eating, I had the hotel just fill the room with balloons. And at the end of the dinner, he took me back to the room, and it was filled floor to ceiling with red and pink balloons, um, two of my favorite colors. Me and I had the ring to propose to him. I started crying, and I didn't answer at first. I was like, so what is it? <laughs> you know, and I said, yes. I said, yes. And um, that was the beginning of us. On November 19th, 2005, Christina and Jordan were married in a festive weekend celebration in Napa Valley, California. Our wedding was very overwhelming. It was, you know, it was, our wedding was done in, in real Christina fashion. It was really over the top. For Christina, it was the fairy tale moment she had been waiting for her entire life. I was always praying for somebody like that for her. I'm just so grateful that, you know, they found each other. It just meant the world to me that I really had someone in my corner to see the good and bring it to life for me. And how blessed I was and how amazing things were around me and were going to be for me. Coming up next, Christina sends an emotional message to her mother. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, 
not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. In November 2005, Christina Aguilera had married music executive Jordan Bratman after a three-year courtship. She says falling in love gave her an entirely new outlook on life. He helped me to feel, you know, good about myself in that way. That I mean, look at what you've got. Look at what you've been through. And I felt really good and really happy about all that I'd overcome. Christina's optimistic state of mind flowed right into the recording of her next album. In August of 2006, she released Back to Basics, inspired by the legendary blues artist who touched her soul as a child. The first single off her album, Ain't No Other Man, was a modern take on classic jazz riffs, inspired by marital bliss. It was all about George, of course. I was happy and I wanted to sing about it. It was very lighthearted and fun and about love and our relationship. And you know, again, it was just all about being honest. At that time, she was just like in heaven. They were just that, like, stupid happy. By age 25, Christina had finally moved past the sadness of her childhood. And on one emotional track on the album, she paid tribute to her mother, thanking her for the strength and courage that allowed them to survive. Oh, Mother was a dedication to my mom for, in a positive way, overcoming it herself and taking her children out of that situation. I really have a lot of respect for my mom for seeing that and taking us out of situations so we could at least appreciate what is normal and that, <laughs> the, you know, things just shouldn't be that way. First of all, you can imagine, I heard that, I just, I just 
<laughs> I'm crying. Oh my gosh, that was powerful, you know. It was just the most beautiful thing that I have ever experienced. And Christina's life would soon come full circle when she became a mother herself. On January 12, 2008, Christina gave birth to a baby boy named Max. Everyone said, beautiful baby boy. And I just remember happiness and relief and joy like I've never felt before. And holding him for the first time was truly incredible. And he looked right into my eyes and I just felt bonded and a love that I'd never felt until that moment. I always knew she'd be such a great mom and to start a family together was just a really, really great moment. And Christina made a vow to give Max the happy and peaceful upbringing she never had. I actually wrote a song called The Right Man about Jordan and my view on starting my own family and making sure that I find a man that won't inflict the same pain as my father did. I wanted a safe haven, and I knew Jordan would be a very stable force in my child's life. Christina Aguilera has literally grown up in the public eye, going from mouseketeer to mother. I've come full circle. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a businesswoman, and it's sort of a juggling and a balancing act, but I'm always up for the challenge. After a two-year hiatus devoted to motherhood, Christina relaunched her career in June 2010 with the release of her latest album, Bionic. I definitely don't choose the safe way of living or expressing myself, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Motherhood clearly hasn't tamed Christina's desire to push her artistic limits. Christina's, you know, she's a very sexual person and she loves making music that reflects that. Women through the ages have always, you know, been projected and to, to feel ashamed about their sexuality or oh, things should be covered and hidden and you know don't do that or you're going to be called a certain name or this or that it's just like no we're allowed to be sensual sexual beings and express that however we feel fit for ourselves she's always zigging when everybody else is zagging and i think that's kind of been her thing she's always committed to being fresh and new She's matured as a woman and she still has fantastical visuals and sonics that she wants to get into the world. And she's a trailblazer and you have to take notice of that. She blazes a trail wherever she goes. Christina is clearly a woman who is in control of her career and her destiny. I've visited my demons in the past and a lot of the pain from my childhood and made peace with it and, uh, and now a mother and in passing on what I've learned. She's showing by example how to be strong, how to be, you know, don't be afraid to speak out. Even if your voice is quivering, speak out, say something. I think a lot of her past, it served to make her very, very strong. And I'm proud that she feels free to do that. I'm truly thankful for the darkest times in my life. It's all about being a fighter and overcoming. And I've learned many lessons, but, uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, I always do what feels right for me and trust my instincts. I think that's the, the biggest lesson to be learned. And uh, there are many more chapters to be lived. Christina continues to redefine what it means to be a pop star. She has collaborated with some of music's biggest artists, including Kanye West, Ozuna, and Ariana Grande. Christina released her eighth studio album, Liberation, in 2018, and her upcoming ninth album, her first Spanish-language album since 2000, is scheduled to be released in 2022. 
Christina and Jordan Bratman split in 2011, but she found love again on set while filming the movie Burlesque. She and Matthew Rutler were engaged on Valentine's Day 2014 and welcomed their daughter, Summer Rain, later that year. Christina's impact on women in the pop music industry is undeniable. In addition to her years as a pop star, she's helped mentor the next generation of performers, spending five years as a coach on NBC's The Voice. In 2013, Time listed Christina among the 100 most influential people in the world, and VH1 ranked her as one of the greatest women in music. Listen and subscribe to Behind the Music on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to rate and review Behind the Music on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Want more episodes? You can watch Remastered, Best of the Vault, and new episodes of Behind the Music only on Paramount+. Plus. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.